I'm glad you chose to join us today. Today's date is June 13, 2021. Today I'll be reading to you the text found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'll begin at verse 13, and I'll read through 2 Corinthians 5.1. Again, it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. It goes as follows. It is written, I believe, therefore, I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentarily trouble are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now, we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an internal house in heaven, not built by human hands. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, gracious Lord. Father, we have a, a text before us that uh, some would say is difficult to discern. But Father, with your help, I ask that you would speak into our lives, uh, that you would open up the light of this word, and that you would reveal what your perfect purpose is for each of us. And Lord, the uh, Apostle Paul, uh, he once again talks about how uh, our pain, our suffering, what we're going through right now is only uh, temporary. But then he gives us incredible hope. The same God who raised Jesus from the dead will also raise us from the dead. And that we uh, now have this earthly tent, but it will be transformed into a God, to a building built by God for each of us. So Father, we rejoice in this knowledge and this fact. Help us today in Jesus' name. Amen. The text uh, that we read just now picks up from where we left off last week. And I didn't spend much time on it last week, but Paul was explaining that, like himself, many Christians around the world are suffering and uh, for their benefit in Christ, for their, not their benefit, their belief in Christ, excuse me. He wrote, Paul wrote, for we were alive Excuse me, let me start over. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. We know that Paul faced trials wherever he went. But Paul's message was that his suffering had a positive benefit for the church when he said, Life is at work in you. Paul's ministry was for our benefit 
so that the grace of God may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Paul was suffering to the point of death so that they, we, might have life. And that brings us to our text today, where it starts, where Paul states, I believe, therefore I have spoken. <laughs> uh, Paul is quoting from uh, uh, Psalm chapter 116, where the psalmist was uh, afraid for his life. The cords of death entangled me, the, the psalm goes. The anguish of the grave came upon me. The psalmist goes on. You, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears. Paul took this psalm spiritually uh, as a prophetic uh, ministry of, of Jesus, death and resurrection. Uh, but also he's relating it to himself and what we can look forward to. With that same faith, the faith of the psalmist, the Apostle Paul was connecting it when he said, we also believe. And then we have verse 14 where our text starts uh, to get pretty exciting in my opinion. It goes, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. Isn't that exciting? It might help to explain that the church in Corinth had trouble understanding the resurrection. <laughs> I guess that's understandable to some degree. People have asked me to explain what the resurrection is going to be like, and sometimes I cannot give them an adequate answer in their opinion. There are some things we will not know or understand until we cross over to the other side from life to death. I'm okay with that because I don't have to have all the answers. I'm okay with waiting to see. All I need to hear is the one who raised the Lord Jesus Christ from the grave will also raise me. That's good enough for me. I actually spend zero energy wondering what it's going to look like or how I'm going to communicate or even how I'm going to get around. I'm very content to wait and see. Right now, right here, I'm okay with the simple fact that God, that the God who raised Jesus from the dead will also raise fellow Christ followers in the same fashion. <laughs> in verse 15, Paul explains that all the suffering and hardships that we are enduring right now or have will be worth it. Why? Because of that, God's grace is reaching more and more people, causing thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Paul was using his own suffering as an example, which I'm not going to spend much time on. But it helps explain a simple truth. And that simple truth is this. Although you are suffering now or in the past, or what you will be experiencing in the future, as the world sees it, as the world looks on and sees the difficulties that you're going through, and also see how God is helping you through it, it exposes the, the void in their own life, what they do not have. 
That is why testimonies are so important. A sharing of what is what you are going through and how God helped you prevail. It leaves a powerful message. People wonder if the if their loving God would do the same thing for them. And when he does, God's wonderful grace is revealed. Paul says to take courage in your duress. Uh, 16, we do not lose heart, he says. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. There is a great message here. Don't lose heart. Don't quit. Don't be discouraged, especially during times of hardship and suffering. Why? <laughs> because we may be deteriorating on the outside. Christ followers are renewed day by day, moment by moment. This is especially true when we are going through suffering. Christ gives us strength for the moment. Paul explains it in this fashion. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. <laughs> History tells us the trials and hardship Paul endured, but it was used for a testimony of what Christ has done for him. And yet, Paul knew that all the hardships he endured were really quite small and wouldn't last very long in comparison to how long he would enjoy God's presence. Likewise, we are encouraged to view whatever hardship or difficulty in the same fashion. Whatever you are experiencing now or will experience tomorrow are insignificant to the immeasurably great glory that will last forever. Eternity is a long time. <laughs> it's also hard to grasp. Uh, trying to put it in perspective, I think for the first thousand years in eternity, I'm just going to stand around staring at all the wonder and taking all the majesty. <laughs> then I might pal around with Paul or Peter for another thousand years. Let's see. To date, I'm a 64-year-old man. <laughs> man, oh man. Those 64 years of my earthly existence already seemed like one raindrop out of a cloudburst. <laughs> While we walk this earth, we need to make the most of it. We need to determine what really matters. Find out what is eternal and permanent. Things that cannot be seen, touched, or measured. Only with the eyes of faith can people look forward to what they have not yet seen. Only with the eyes of faith can we begin to understand and see the eternal significance that Paul is trying to communicate to us. We need to understand that the believer's hope is not in this world. The Christ follower's hope is not in the power and wealth that can be accumulated on earth. No, 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 no. Our hope must be found in Christ, in Christ alone. Verse 18, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 
We have so many great scriptures to clarify this. Let me share uh, three with you. Romans 8.24, the Apostle Paul writes, For in this hope we were saved. The hope that is seen is no hope at all. Hopes for what they already has. <laughs> and then we have the very definition of faith. The Hebrew writers and, uh, wrote in 11.1, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And then I call this the Christ Followers Creed, 2 Corinthians 5.7. The Apostle Paul says, we live by faith, not by sight. <laughs> you can say that of me. The preacher can say the, the words and make the right sounds, but he has no idea what I was going through, what I'm experiencing. And I'd have to say, you might be correct. I cannot exactly experience everything you have gone through or will go through. But one thing I know, whatever you are experiencing, you can fix your eyes on Jesus. Whatever storms of life dumps on you, keep your gaze upon the one who will walk with you through the storm. It will only last a fraction of the time in comparison to eternity in heaven. <laughs> Paul knew life was temporal, here today and gone tomorrow. That is why he encourages us to look towards a future after this short life we are going through today. He says, we know that if this earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, praise God, an eternal house in heaven, not built my human hands. <laughs> oh, last week, Paul was describing how frail our bodies are to clay pots, earthen vessels. This week, Paul talks about, excuse me, this week, Paul talks about how we live in earthly tents. <laughs> tents really do not last very long. When I was 27 years old, I started looking for a kind of tent that I had fond memories of growing up. The memories of a heavy, dark canvas, musty tent hung heavy on my mind. I was finally able to locate a second-hand one. They were hard to find because by this time they were obsolete. It was one of those 10 by 10 square Rainier, and they had a pole in the middle, and on the four, uh, they had four connects that you tied up, and it made a, a, a cabin tent. Everything needed repairs, but once finished, it was perfect, dark, musty. Uh, it was aged canvas. And it was bringing back all the wonderful memories of the past. But like all of my tents, I've had several. They would wear out to the point of not being trustworthy. And I would move on to another tent. That's the point the Apostle Paul was making. He was comparing his present earthly body to a tent. It is a temporary structure that will not last. And for the Christ followers, 
When this earthly tent is taken down and laid aside, you will be given a home in heaven made by God himself. Praise God. The contrast is clear. Our earthly bodies are like temporary flimsy tents, while our eternal bodies will be in permanent buildings. A couple hundred years ago, William Hunter penned the words of, I feel like traveling on. <laughs> They're perfect for the sermon today. It goes, my heavenly home is bright and fair. I feel like traveling on. Nor pain nor death can enter there. I feel like traveling on. It's glittering towers the sun outshines. I feel like traveling on. The heavenly mansions shall be mine. I feel like traveling on. Let others seek homes below. I feel like traveling on. Which flame devour and ways overflow. I feel like traveling on. The Lord has been so good to me until that blessed home I see. Yes, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly home is bright and fair. Yes, I feel like traveling on. Folks, friends, whatever you may be asked to endure while on this earth, Know that it's temporal compared to eternity. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I know, as you know, that some of your followers are going through some incredible hardship. Some are uh, uh, tortured for their allegiance to Jesus. Lord, and then there's some that just are uh, experiencing the difficulties of life. But Lord, we know that we know that your scripture is true and that it says that it's just for a moment in time. But we have eternity in heaven with you. May that knowledge outshine anything we may be going through, have gone through, or will go through tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you for joining us, and I'm looking forward to our time next week. God bless you. Until then.